guys, welcome back to another episode. And I have with me a podcaster here. <laughs> and he has decided to, you know, reveal his identity to you guys. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Daniel, over to you. Okay, um, good evening or good whatever time of day you're listening to this, guys. My name is Daniel Briggs Adisa, and I am the host of the Volatile Times with Daniel podcast. And it's great to be on your show, Lombe. Thank you. So, it's only us today, and he's going to be sharing his heartbreak story with us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Daniel. Yeah, my pleasure. So, first, before we get right into your story, I'm going to ask you two questions. Ask you two All questions. right. Okay. And then the first one is, how long did the relationship last for? Oh, wow. wait. How long? Wait, it's true. How long did that relationship last for? Hey, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh believe I did not think of the actual time before coming on here. Okay. Um, I would say the pre before it became romantic romantic that was mm-hmm. like maybe three months and then jo- that joined with the romantic side let's just say an entire year let's say an a entire whole year. year okay perfect yeah and at what point did you realize that you no longer had feelings for your ex uh wait is it like um not having feelings with for the ex is what led to the breakup is that what you're asking no, 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 no. At what point did you do you see have feelings for them? You can tell us if you do. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I'm actually quite open about it. Like, I mean, I'm not about to cut my heart open and be Romeo in the middle of the night. But mm-hmm. yes, I still have feelings. It's something you walk through. Oh, okay. So I'm going to just let you share your story now. Okay. Um. Wow, okay. My story is not so grand. Like, it's my best friend says it's very, very boring. <laughs> um, so, we. It was kind of like a. It wasn't a coincidence that we met. It was kind of like very, very purposeful. I was very, very purposeful about it, introducing myself to this person. Well, I'm not going to mention their name, you know, to keep them anonymous. I don't actually have the ability to talk about them right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, we met. Very, very intentionally, you know, introduced ourselves to each other, and we started talking, and it was like, wow, our conversation was flowing, and I love that. I love that. Like, if I'm going to date you, I want to be able to have conversations with you, because privately, I'm a talker. You can see me on the road, and I'm like, fum fum, but privately, I am a talker. I love to talk, and not just about nonsense. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I love to talk about serious things. So we talked, you know, and then from there it became a thing where uh, we're, we're talking two or three times a week, and then it became we're talking every day, and it was like in a day we'll have conversations of like three hours, five hours, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And was what what really now made me know I had feelings for this person was it was a moment of vulnerability. And although I do not think vulnerability is a sexy thing, but this particular one was sexy for some reason. It was kind of like a, a period of I'm not being good enough, you understand, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And you know, just trying to comfort each other and everything. And the person ended up talking about what was troubling them. And then I ended up sharing stories about myself from my childhood that I've never shared with anyone before, which was one of the things that shocked me because I was so comfortable with this person telling them about deep things in my life that nobody in my family in fact they are the only person right now who knows those things about myself which sometimes scares me and sometimes i'm happy about so we talked i cried in front of 
her and it was I didn't feel like she would she was dismissing my emotions at that time mm-hmm. you know, because uh, most guys will say this thing that they've had experiences with girls and that when they show a little bit of vulnerability and it's like actually being vulnerable and very very bare with your emotions there's a little bit of dismissal if it's not about the girl you understand because some women think it's a trophy to have the um my boyfriend talks to me about his feelings kind of thing mm-hmm. but anyway it was that and then we ended up hugging and stuff like that and that was the moment i knew that damn oh moment i have fallen hard and i did not know where the pit was <laughs> <laughs> I had I had absolutely no idea and I did not know how to tell the person that okay oh, this is it uh, so it was just there was this weird awkward dance mm-hmm. and we always flirted like I think I and some of my really good friends we flirt with each other it's like nothing among all of us so but like at some point it was very very awkward and then I, 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 just, I was just like you know what to hell with it all I was like yo I think I love you. And the person literally just stared at me. I was like, oh, I was like, wait, what what the heck was that? What what the heck is okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who goes okay? And I was like, what do you think? They were like, okay. Huh. I was like, okay, fine. Chop your L and go. Wow. Then wow. I didn't I did I know, right? Wow. I did not I did not think that was it. I didn't call that night. The person called me. And then I just I was just like, well, let's just let's just forget about it. And then the next day, something just told me to tell them again that I love and then this time I said, I love you. Like I don't think I know I love you. And the person was like, I think I I think I'm the same. I was like, okay, then what was with the okay yesterday? Like, mm-hmm. what are you trying to prove? <laughs> <laughs> like the beginning was so very, very awkward and it became you know over time we just we just kind of fell into it and then we we said okay we are officially in a relationship like we admitted that to each other we're officially in a relationship mm-hmm. and we actually talked about how we're going to be with each other in relationship that how what kind of friendship would we have mm-hmm. and would it be disconnected from the romance because i think one of the problems with people are, and when they break up with their ex sometimes and then you know it's kind of like bitter they can't really be around the same space with the person because they didn't have a friendship that was disconnected from the romance yeah so we had that and i was older and much more experienced so it was kind of like always come to me with issues you know advice and sometimes i'll just call and be like okay this is my issue and i'm the kind of person that just because i'm calling about my issues doesn't mean i want a solution right there and there mm-hmm. it's more like I just want somebody to talk to and not feel like I say I'm insane because mm-hmm. I feel that a lot like sometimes I have issues and I'm like is this supposed to be an issue mm-hmm. like and then I start talking to people and then I get reassurance so along the line things became very very hot ah god of mercies it became very very hot my best friend said he's afraid of the me that is in love I was like what is that it's it's funny because when he said it, I we were in the middle of the road and I burst into laughter mm-hmm. and all the Okada men around us looked at me like, is this one okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, it was it was like that, it was like that. And but there were issues we had, and we just one thing we did was we tried to talk about our issues. We didn't table things. 
we didn't come out straight up and be like okay so i have an issue with this and this is mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like that it was a discussion we will talk about it not necessarily reach a solution but know where our boundaries lie with each other mm-hmm. and then some social issues this and that and some things that were happening with family on her so it seems like clashing a little bit and that was where uh, we kind of came to a head mm-hmm. and i kind of saw the breakup coming wow that was i saw i saw it coming technically both of us did but i saw it coming the more like in fact in my head it was a little bit much more detailed and i i don't like admitting that i like i have insecurities but to this person i will constantly ask at some point that please tell me when you start to have feelings of of something close to heat you understand so that so that i will, I will help you not get there mm-hmm. right because i know i couldn't i couldn't come up with problem um, solution to the problems that she was facing mm-hmm. and she was heading in a direction in life that wasn't really merging with where mm-hmm. i wanted to go mm-hmm. and that was another problem so it was kind of at some point we had to come to a head and it was really really painful for me because before that i wanted to initiate the breakup because i didn't want her to be the one doing the breakup because we kind of like painted the person doing the breakup as the bad guy mm-hmm. so i didn't want her to have that image you understand because even if i don't look at her as the bad guy she will still feel like the bad mm-hmm. guy right so i tried to and it was like oh we're going to be breaking up but then one kind one kind one kind things turned around relationship continued and i kept asking myself wait how did i not break up <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, like love love is a, love is a serious thing how did i not break up right but then it was was it i think it was this year mm-hmm. but it, that was this breakup is still fresh it was this year this january mm-hmm. and then i just got like i saw we hadn't seen for a long time because of the pandemic and everything mm-hmm. right so then i saw her this january and the from the first meeting i knew i was like mm, i was like no this is over wow i like this is this is over the attitude i got the facial expression and she's the kind of person that has this very very indifferent face mm-hmm. right so most people can't tell what she's thinking but i could always tell what she was thinking mm-hmm. and i mean like, i saw her without even saying hi i knew it was over but i didn't i still said hi and everything and over time we talked and stuff like that there was a particular event i helped her through all of that and then that night she called me which i knew was a bad woman <laughs> she called me mm-hmm. and said okay so um so you've been a good friend oh and God. a good and i just i just said, i just said i immediately i just said see yeah, let's not waste each other's time it's over right oh my God. So like she was like yeah she hates to this and i was like look i saw this thing coming and she said yes she knows and i said i warned you about this she said yes she knows i said i told you let us end this thing now he said no she said yes i know oh i did God. i said do you know how painful for it is for me right now she said yes i literally cried on the I'm phone about to cry. because i was like i'm so sad <laughs> please please don't oh my please God. don't i literally cried on the phone because i said i told you if this went on longer it will break me but you said no we'll fix things and i was stupid enough to believe you because 
I, I, I say something a lot as a joke to my students. I say nobody listens to Daniel, even though I end up being right. And it, it sounds like hubris, but most of the time it's the situation. People don't listen to me, and then it was exactly what I said we should do that ends up being the solution. So it, it kind of kind of it was very, very painful. Um I remember going to my friend's place and then just dragging him to his room um hugging him or like we literally i'm my best friend we cuddle we don't we don't have we don't have any it, our friendship is our friendship is weird basically i went to his, i went to his house dragged him literally dragged him from the chair he was sitting onto his room threw him on top of the bed and just cuddled him from behind and literally just cried into oh his back God. he didn't even ask me what was wrong or said i just cried into his back for like an hour straight all i did was cry and then after I was done crying, God bless this man. After I was done crying, he literally showed me a video, a funny video, and we just started talking about something else. It was like a week after he asked that you've broken up. I was like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, it was very, very, it was very, very painful. And I think it was much more painful because I knew it was coming, but I didn't have enough to strength stop it to, or to do something. To, exactly to stop it to do something about it like i knew it was coming but it was just like i just kept pushing it i was like no things and i think a lot of people go through this we keep pushing we keep pushing that you know things get better Mm -hmm. things get better and i didn't think i would be that person who would be the pusher but well apparently (laughs) we don't know ourselves until we are in the situation wow daniel we are friends Mm -hmm. now I know, we are friends though, but like we are actually good friends, mm-hmm. but it took time to get there. Mm-hmm. It took time to get back to that, that position. But I think one of the things that helped us was mm-hmm. one of the things that helped us was we had a friendship that was um, disconnected from the romance. Mm-hmm. So it was like we were friends first mm-hmm. before we became lovers. So we made sure that friendship was always there. So even when we had arguments that came from a boyfriend girlfriend place and we were totally pissed off with each other and, and i mean our fights were legendary <laughs> our fights were legendary come and see we, we, no punches no violence oh, nothing just passive aggression in conversation be like i see we they do debates in a presidential mm-hmm. debates biden, biden and trump that, that was our, <laughs> that was our fight like so but even when we had those kind of fights, mm-hmm. but because it came from a boyfriend-girlfriend place, we never allowed it to interfere with our mm-hmm. friendship that, oh, you immediately call immediately and you need something, I can't immediately respond mm-hmm. because we had just had fights. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. But it took like an, a, a month before we got back to wow. friends. It took a month. I was like, I want us to be mm-hmm. friends, but I need space to get back there. Even though I said I need space, literally the next day, I picked up the phone and oh. called. I oh said, hello, good morning, how are you? So, 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 and the thing is, we always had this thing where we called each other in the morning to remind ourselves of the plans we had for that day. So I literally call and be like, yeah, I know I know you said you had this to do this week. Have you done it? Something, something like that. Remember that stuff? That mm-hmm. thing you needed to read? Remember to go to something, something. So like, it, 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 I did that. It felt so natural. And then after I ended the call, I just felt bad. I was like, you said you want space from this person. So take the goddamn space. So I did gradually, gradually, you know, confidence and trust was built back up. But we knew the repair of friendship was not going to lead to uh, 
getting back together we made sure we didn't have that delusion which a lot of people need to do if they want to have be friends with their ex it's like don't ha- don't go don't don't repair your friendship with your mm-hmm. ex with intention the fantasy mm-hmm. that it might become mm-hmm. exactly that it might become a relationship mm-hmm. again you would get into a lot of pain if it does become a relationship that means it happened as a progression as a natural progression mm-hmm. for anyway that was that was, that was it wow. really that questions to ask you and as you said he said this okay. this outbreak is still fresh so i can't even ask you if you've healed yet because i can assume you're in the process right yes yes i will admit that i would say maybe 50 percent, but there's still another 50 percent. yes so i just want to ask you what conscious steps are you taking to help you heal um i think one of the biggest conscious steps mm-hmm was taking was intentionally taking space and i mean i had to sit down and i identified every everything i did that always made me close or present with this person phone calls chatting you know text messages things you post on your on your um whatsapp status things the the kind of content you consume you understand i had to intentionally identify all these things and then hold myself back which was hard it was hard because we had a thing where we talked for hours in the night night time was our call time because i don't like calls in the morning i'm like your life is not that important enough to disturb my morning peace so keep your phone call so that was that's me so i had to consciously i had to actually remove the, the contact from my favorites wow. so that anytime i go to my dialer i wouldn't oh automatically God. see the face mm-hmm. and name it was very very intentional and very very painful because it felt like as if i was shredding a bond i had built with somebody but (laughs) i knew i knew i had to shred that and then rebuild it if i wanted if i wanted to be okay especially if both of us were going to be okay because we are mature adults cannot be breaking up with somebody and then start holding generational enemies what's that god so that was that was the most important mm-hmm. thing that was the most intentional people say i'm taking space but they don't intentionally do it you don't identify the things that makes them present with the person and try to do that less and for me it was it was that and i did not assume i knew everything i i, I allowed myself cry i'm the, I'm the type of guy that cries just not in public mm-hmm. i allow myself cry I went to my psychology channels online to see how people have dealt with heartbreak and what things will work for me. And another thing is, I realized I still had God. Mm-hmm. He's always there. Yeah, he so it's like <laughs> one love lost, one love lost, one love forever mm-hmm. there. You understand? So it was, was, was like that. And another thing is having a best friend like Tomisi Isaac. Seriously, that human being, a gem. Oh a total a total gem i don't know why he's not in a relationship right now because i'm like dude have you met you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm so happy i'm so happy you're healing at the moment and i just hope that you 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 know go through the process the entire process and then you come out better so i want to ask is there any advice you have for someone who is currently hurting like you um i know I know every heartbreak has its circumstance. Mm-hmm. 
every heartbeat has its circumstances but i would say i didn't first of all first of all humanize the person mm-hmm. humanize the person there is a way we demonize the person who breaks up with us and it's not a very very healthy thing to do mm-hmm. humanize the person recognize how very very human it is for that person to hurt you because if if it wasn't a person they won't be able to hurt you recognize how very very human it is and also recognize that it also might be a painful process for the person just because it seems like the person is not living through the pain don't forget that is public private is different Mm -hmm. then remember who the person was to you is the person if if the person was the kind of person who would intentionally do things to hurt you then be glad you're out of that relationship be glad it's a painful thing you've invested a lot and i do not mean to diminish it you've invested a lot but be happy you're out but if if you know the person the person was a kind person then also recognize that as you are hurting the person is also hurting and if there's one thing about being in pain is when somebody else is experiencing that pain there's a comfort in that you are not alone you're not alone in your pain you're not alone in your pain that's one thing you should recognize so allow yourself time be intentional about your healing don't leave see time does not heal wounds i don't know where that statement comes from but time does not heal wounds intentionality heals wounds intentionally heal your wounds intentionally delete okay maybe not as something as drastic as deleting the person from all your social media life but like Maybe the person is on post notification. Remove mm-hmm. them from that. Maybe there's this urge to always call the person's number. Rename the contact to something very, very ordinary and uninteresting. You understand? Like, take intentional steps. Take intentional steps. If you are not the type of person that badmouthing somebody, somebody badmouthing someone mm-hmm. you know gets you angry, then don't allow your friends badmouth your ex. Mm-hmm. Don't allow it because it it hurts you because you want to defend them don't make the ex your ex subject of discussion when your friends want to bring them up is like i know i know you want to be helpful and kind but the kindest thing you can do for me is actually remind me that i had a life before this person and i'll continue to have a life after this Mm -hmm. person so it's like intentionality Mm -hmm. intention intentionally direct yes and over time you would yes thank you so much daniel for sharing your story so i'm so happy you you, you, you're giving people the encouragement that even if you're you're hurting at the moment you can still talk about it thank you so much Thank you for listening to the end i hope you enjoyed that episode i did too you can send me an email if you have a question or if you want to share your story with me at talktimewithlongpe l-o-n-p-e at gmail.com or you can send me an instagram dm or a twitter message at honest this is your girl signing out bye